All right, it is Wednesday, May 19th, and I'm on my way up to No Quarter for a pinball tournament. We have not had one since uh, a couple months ago, and uh, it was kind of an eye-opener because a lot of the players that have not been uh, champion caliber, you know, that haven't won a lot of tournaments um, prior to COVID have been practicing a lot and now are uh potential winners at any tournament that they go to. So it used to be that there was maybe seven different players out of 40 that you would put any chance of winning the tournament on. Um, maybe a couple more would win one a year. But as far as winning any tournament, now there's probably 15 of us. Um, I, I still consider myself somebody that can win, but definitely not as strong of a contender as I used to be. So um, what I'm doing here is I'm just going to record a little bit of audio on my way up to the tournament that I can uh, use as preparation to get my head in the game. I'm going to go over each game they have and a couple thoughts while I drive up there. Um, so I guess uh, I guess we'll start with one of the new games, Ninja Turtles, that that I have not had a whole lot of time. The Stern Pro I've played. I've probably played a few dozen games on it, maybe maybe 20 to 30 games tops. Um, and, and, and unfortunately, the problem that I have is that I just want to get in there and play it. And I don't really do a lot of research until, I, uh, until I've played it enough. And because there haven't been tournaments, I haven't been motivated to really sit down and watch. Um, but I was able to watch uh, Fox City's Pinball. Uh, Tom Graff did an amazing uh, video where he kind of broke a lot of stuff down. Um, it, there's some things in there that aren't really very intuitive to me. So I, I needed to see it in visual media in order to really process it. And so the thing that concerned me the most was the pizza toppings um, and, and how it changes your multi-ball. Now, I don't necessarily have a, a knowledge of, of what each topping does. Um, I've, I've been told by Travis Murray that the, the key things you want to do um, prior to going into multi-ball is making sure that you get uh, octopus and fudge um, and it, it has something to do with defeating foot soldiers and starting some type of uh, maybe switch hit frenzy. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I know that gummies, each time you get gummy bears on a pizza, it adds a, a, another ball to your pizza. But what ends up happening is that there's button, there's like little stand-up targets in the top middle of the, of, the, of the game that when you hit them, cycles the ingredients of pizza up at the top through an area that if once you lock a ball, if it's in the box area, you'll add those toppings to it. So you can kind of, you can kind of look up there and say, Oh yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got my octopus or yeah, I've got my, my gummy bears where I want them. If I lock the ball right now without hitting another one of these targets, my multi-ball will use the perks from those ingredients. And so that's something I'm going to be looking at tonight. I'm going to just, I'm going to just try to make a small effort to try to make sure I get an octopus and a fudge. I'm not going to lose a game over trying to get it. But if, uh, if it's not there and it's early in the game, I think I'm going to try to wait to, to, to lock it in until I maybe can get those ingredients moved over. Um, I, I, I like the idea of playing with Michelangelo um, because of the ball save feature. Um, I'm not sure what lights the ball save feature, um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to pay attention to that. I'll find out tonight. If, if it's easy to light, then I'm going to just take Raphael because it starts with your modes lit. I'm not, I'm not interested in uh, having turtle power multi-ball on the right ramp ready to go in one shot because I don't know the multi-ball well enough, and I don't think there's enough points on it, especially because 
if you cannot if you cannot play a mode with that, then I don't see the value in it. Um, there might be some other values somewhere else, maybe in the training. Uh, maybe then the, the, the second or third level of training allows you to to really utilize other things, but I'm not entirely sure. These are these these are questions I need to answer. So, um, and the reason you can't play the turtle power multi ball is because you have to hit the right ramp and the left ramp before you can lock the ball in the bus to start an episode to start a, a mode or a scene or an episode, I believe they call it. Um, and once you hit that right ramp to qualify your mode, it automatically starts multi ball, so you can't stack it. So I think I'm going to go Michelangelo. Or maybe Raph. Um, I'm gonna pay attention to my toppings. I'm gonna try to get that layer shot down so that I can bring my 2x scoring into it as well. Um, if I see April hurry ups going, um, I'm, I'm actually a little surprised that though those are worth like two, two and a half million points. It would be really nice to cash in some of those um, and try backhanding ramps as much as I can. And uh, I'm not, not entirely sure if I want to use the upper left flipper much. I saw Tom was was letting balls out of the eject up there fall all the way down and bounce over. That seems like a, uh, a nice way to control the ball without putting it in side to side danger, unless that, that middle ramp is actually lit for some value. So on to the next game, Metallica. I've, I've played Metallica a lot. Um, I think, I think what I like about Metallica is that if you're paying attention, you can really set yourself up for ball two and three, but you have to have a good first ball, um, it can, you can, you can kind of white knuckle things if you don't get a lot accomplished on that first ball. Maybe, maybe you're trying to get one of those shots locked in for a coffin lock. And just as you're about to get it, you, you brick something and then you're, and you're dead. And you didn't put any effort into getting sparky. You didn't make any effort anywhere else. So you, then you're basically playing a two ball game, um, because you got a little risky in the first ball. Um, if, if, if I'm going first, I might, I might just avoid any of those things and just try to go straight for Sparky or Tombstones, um, just to get a multi-ball going. And then as I'm in those multi-balls, I'll be paying attention to, uh, my inserts and trying to get coffin hurry ups in that scenario after I get an add a ball. But it's a, it's a game where if, if you have a lot going on and you can pay attention to it, awesome. But it's, it's a pretty brutally set up Metallica. So. I think that playing the playing the easy points, like like Travis Murray says, uh, have a roadmap. And I think if I can lock in one of the ramps uh, in a coffin hurry up, and then I can get into a multi ball and I can start comboing ramps and get in my Lady Justice mode while I'm in multi ball, uh, that's that's another nice stack. Uh, because when you're comboing ramps, then if you got that ramp locked in, you're then getting inserts. So I think I think that's something to go for if the machine is not set up as hard as it used to be. So those are my, those are my plans for Metallica. Uh, Stranger Things is there. Uh, next week will be the release party next Wednesday. Uh, so Stranger Things, I'm not really quite sure what my strategy is going to be, which is why I'm really glad I'm doing this right now. I'm talking while I'm driving, and I'm just, uh, I'm just kind of gathering my thoughts. So Stranger Things, um, I believe they have the pro there. I've not played this, this uh, particular example of the machine because they I think they just bought it. They might have sold their Iron Maiden to get Stranger Things. But uh when I'm playing Stranger Things, I'm going to I'm gonna get that I'm gonna get that skill shot on the drops right away if there's a ball save. Um I, I know that you can short plunge to a flipper and then try to hit the, the saucer. Um I'm not sure that that's something that I can do consistently enough. 
but I know I can consistently hit the drop targets for the one and a half million or whatever it is for the 500,000 or whatever, whatever the skills, the basic skill shot into the drops is. But, but once again, making sure that I've got a ball save before I do that. Uh, if there's no ball save, I'm going to try to plunge to the flipper safely and uh, post pass over to the left flipper, get my lock slit, get right into telekinesis multi ball as fast as I can. Um, now I do know that uh, I think, I think there's a shot. I'm not sure which shot it is. It's, it's one of like the inner orbits or one of the dead end shots. Uh, enough shots so that will qualify your 2x play field at the at the left scoop or the left saucer that's just to the left of uh, the left orbit. And so I want to bring I want I want to bring 2x scoring into multivol and uh, definitely play my note my modes. Pay attention to my modes. Um, I'm I'm told that the demi dog modes are worth it. I've never really played a demi dog mode realizing what I was doing. So. There's a lot of things I need to be paying attention to while I'm playing Stranger Things tonight. And uh, I've played it a handful of times, but I, I don't really have a, a strategy yet. Um, definitely want to watch other people play and see what they're doing. Some of the regulars that have been playing it more consistently, I want to see what their strategy is and uh, see if it maybe steers me in another direction. Uh, Alien Poker, pretty straightforward. I've played Alien Poker a lot. Um, I do like that I can stage flip the right flipper. Um, which prevents me from getting scissored. Uh, this, this alien poker does not have the little bar between the two right bottom right flippers. So you, you can, you can get scissored. And, uh, so I, what I like to do is I like to stage that flipper when the ball is approaching it. And most of the time it'll just bounce over to my left flipper. Or if it doesn't, it'll, 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 it'll trap it. And then I can do like a little bit of like a, a little flick to get it off, uh, from between those flippers. Um, but yeah, the whole point. I want to shoot the right orbit. I want to get up to the top. I want to complete my lanes. Uh, and, and, and I, I want to make some progress on my, uh, on my drop targets. I, I don't, pres- I don't, I don't specifically remember which flipper to go at which target. I know Bowen talked about it in his tutorial that one of the flippers does give you some dangerous, um, bounces off of those. So maybe if I get a chance to play a game, I'll, I'll mess around with that beforehand. I don't think I'm going to have much time with it, but, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's alien poker. Try to try to cash in the max value of those drops um, at least once. If I'm ball three, I haven't done it yet, and I'm going to have to look at my opponent's scores and see if it's if it's uh, if I need to do it right away or if I can build it up to the full value before and risk not getting any of it. So uh, that's alien poker. Um, Total nuclear annihilation, TNA. Um, yeah, a lot of that game has to do with just learning that super skill shot, seeing if I can't plunge all the way around, let a dead bounce off the left flipper, right flipper, back flip it into the lock. That's your super skill shot. It's, uh, it locks a ball, kicks you another one. You can sometimes do it three times in a row. Start your multi-ball, focus on your grid, complete the grid, uh, hit an orbit, plunge a ball, get do whatever you got to do to get it up in the top into the scoop. Um, I do want to try. I do want to try getting some jackpots. Um, I've, I've just recently heard that that game has a lot of scoring jackpots. It's also where you add a ball. So um, I, I might I might see if I can learn to be a little bit more focused on the jackpots before I try to destroy a reactor. We'll see what happens. Get up to four uh, four x on playfield with uh, with the add a ball um, and then destroy the reactor. Um, I'm gonna try to do things safely in that game. 
because that game can really eat your lunch or <laughs> hand you your lunch pretty quick. So next up, uh, I think Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I pretty pretty typically will go with Yaka Arrow right off the bat. Um, try to finish that mode right away. The game seems to really reward you with bonus. Um, uh, I, I I think from there I go nowhere, or then I go antiquities, or then I go sibling rivalry. Um, I just just try to get in as many group multi balls as I can, and and really make sure that I'm I've got a full timer while I go into that multi-ball for the mode so that I complete the mode while I'm in it. Uh, pay attention to my Hadron Enforcer. Make sure that I'm, 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 uh, I'm finishing modes within the time limit if I have an action button push to use it as the time's running out so that I don't have to try to shoot the scoop to, to start a mode that I only have one shot left. And uh, so that's my strategy for, for Guardians, um, trying, to, trying to make sure that I get a couple group multi-balls in there if I feel like I'm hitting the orb multi-ball shot a couple times, that can be a beneficial thing as well. And get into orb multi-ball. Uh, let's see here. Um, what else do we got? They've got Rick and Morty. Uh, Rick and Morty, I have... I've played about the same... It's, it's interesting because Rick and Morty and Turtles and, and Stranger Things, um, I've got enough plays on them, but none of those games I really have a good, solid tournament strategy. So gathering my thoughts here and, and thinking ahead is, is going to help me when I finally step up to this game. Um, so let's see here. Um, I, think, I think finding out if I can plunge and do the super skill shot to the garage um, before I have to play. I need to, I need to find where that shot is if I can. I also need to find where the lock shot is and, the, and light the lock, that post that, that hits that ball in the back. Um, so I need to, I need to find where the shots are on that game right before I start. Um, because it can be really, it can be really hard for me to try to find it. And then in the middle of the game. So I need to familiarize with myself where some of those shots are. I know where the right ramp is. I know where the left ramp is on the flipper. That is, um, remember, I got to remember to try to, to try to start my garage modes, um, and go into the different uh, different worlds and dimensions. Uh, I can do that from either the, the the far right orbit, or I can do the garage shot with the upper flipper. So I got to remember that that far right shot will take me to dimensions, and then start plucking off uh, the uh, the seeds, the mega seeds. Those are those are good for your bonus. So um, I, I guess I need to pay attention a little bit to also how many balls are locked, and see if I can steal a ball. Uh, I like drop catching out of the scoop to the right flipper. Um, Chris Stevens told me that uh, the best, that the most important thing about drop catching is knowing where you're going to shoot the ball after you drop catch. So I thought that that was a very interesting take on on drop catching. Um, I was I was asking him more specifically, like what is his rule of thumb for when you can do it? You know, different placements or the angle of the ball approaching the flipper, and and I thought he was going to give me some kind of answer, like you know you know, mathematics or gym, 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 uh, geometry with the angle, the ball coming toward the, the flipper, where on the flipper it lands. And, but he told me, yeah, the most important thing, knowing what you're going to do with the ball once you catch it. Cause if you just flail it away, what was the point of doing the drop catch? So knowing where I'm going to shoot might actually change my mind. 
Um, I really like to drop catch. I might, it might, it might be where I shouldn't be drop catching. Maybe I should be dead bouncing instead. And, uh, because maybe the shots on the other side of the play field where the drop catch wouldn't benefit me. So I'm going to really pay attention to that kind of stuff on, on, on my, my games tonight. So moving on to, to different games. Um, what else do they have there? They have a twister. I've never played twister. Um, it's kind of funny. Seth, Seth decided to seek out the Sega, uh, manufactured twister game because they lost their building to the tornado, uh, a little over a year ago. Now the building itself where their machines were didn't take a lot of damage, but they're just one, uh, parsect of this larger building and half of it was completely demolished. So thankfully all their machines were in good shape. They were able to pull everything out of there. They had to wait over a year for the for the building to get fixed, rebuilt, and uh, for the code inspectors to come in. So they finally they finally opened up this last week and they put a twister in there. It's almost like a, a middle finger to the to the to the to the sky that hey you know we got we got we got this machine in here. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play it and uh, we're not scared. Whatever. I'm not sure. But uh, so twister. Um, it looks like you're just playing multi-ball over and over and over. There's, there's, it looks like there's like a drop target in front of a scoop to lock balls into. Uh, it also looks like the right ramp, um, does, does do some type of looping where you can, you can maybe get into a left, um, a left flipper shot repetitively into the right ramp. I'm going to try that. It looks like if you do that enough times, you get another multi-ball going. So, um, I don't know. We're going to see. We're going to see what other people's strategies are. I'm going to watch them. and just gonna, I'm going to try to find those two shots. I want to find where the right ramp is, and I want to find where the scoop is or whatever, whatever the drop target is in front of the scoop, whatever that is to lock balls. i got to find out where those shots are. So I'm going to play one game of that, make some good solid mental notes to that, and see. Um, anyways, so other than that, we have Paragon. Paragon's a game that I've, I've played there probably as much or more than any other game there, as well as Joker Poker. Um Paragon, it, it's it's tough, man. People love that game. They're really good at it. They're really good at tap passing. They're, they're, they've got that shot to the inline drops down. So I will be playing Paragon, and I will have to play a tap pass game in order to compete, especially in the later rounds in this, uh, which I should have told you sooner. This this format of this game, uh, this tournament tonight is a three-strikes tournament. Um, before COVID, we would have upwards of 40 to maybe 42 players uh, on a weekly basis. And this is the first, the first tournament uh, since they re, they've reopened. Um, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we go right back to 42 players, maybe 45. Um, but, you know, depending on, on what my, t- my, my opponents are doing and if they've got it set up really hard, I have to pay attention. Here's, here's one of the things about Paragon. If the letters in Paragon are roving, and you have to hit it in the saucer on the top right to collect that letter that's flashing, then it's not worth going up top in almost any scenario. But if it just awards you the next Paragon letter, then it is. If, if the game's playing really hard, that Paragon bonus can be very valuable. You're also getting uh, bonus advances every time you hit those drop targets, I believe. Because I like, I like to ricochet off the drops up to that top right area and hopefully land in one of the saucers up top. You get a bonus advance with the saucers. Um, you can nudge the, the ball back up into that red target up above the pops in between the saucers. So you can, you can really build your bonus that way pretty, pretty well. 
But there comes a point um, in any game of Paragon, if you've built your bonus up enough, that you really should be going for those inline drops because there's so much money in, in, in bonus when you when you multiply 2 or 3x, um, especially if you've got your super bonus lit for 20k. Uh, uh, an average game of Paragon at no quarter seems to be in the 70 to 130,000 range. And so you can get, you can easily get 60, 60,000 in bonus. Um, if you've got it multiplied, uh, that carries over. So if, if I get my super bonus, I'm just going to attack those drops. I'm going to forget everything else. Um, and just try to multiply that bonus and just get another 20 or 40 K added to my score on ball two or three. Um, and, and, and who knows, maybe, maybe even then I'll be able to get an extra ball and plunge and then that will, that'll carry that bonus over again. So I think, I think at first, if the game's playing hard, try to get it up top, but most of these guys are so good. They're going to, they're going to tap past. They're going to get two or three drop targets, knocked down almost every ball. There's not a lot of house balls on this Paragon. So that's Paragon, uh, a Joker poker. Um, pretty simple. If I, I, I got to find out where the plunge is to get the ball in the middle lane. And then hopefully if it's, if the skill shot is on one of the other two lanes at the top, I can nudge it into that skill shot. Cause I think there's some good points there. It's either 5,000 or 10,000. Um, and, and then, and then that's a good start. Um, this particular Paragon, or not Paragon, Joker poker can be hard to hit the, the queen targets. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to see if that's the case still. I'm going to lock it. I want to lock in where that 10 shot is also. If I get a practice game, uh, make sure I know where the 10 is. I also need to know where the, where the, where the shot is that gets it up to the aces. Um, because that can be, if you're on, if you're later in your game and you've got to shoot it up there and you're trying to find where that shot is, you, it's better to know where it is before that, that, that last ball. Um, Star Wars, uh, Stern Star Wars. Um, I think, I think what I'm going to do there is I'm going to go the Han route. I'm going to play my video mode. I'm going to get into that planet's, uh, uh, wizard mode or mini wizard modes, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, work on my TIE fighters, get my TIE fighter multiball going, try to bring it in, try to, try to make sure that I'm paying attention to the hyperspace hurry up, um, so that I can try to get that, that multiball running. It seems like a lot of people ignore that that feature of the game. It only takes two hyperspace hurry ups to get a multi-ball, I believe. Um, uh, another, another helpful tip that I'm going to try to remember to do is when my multi-balls start, I'm going to just let a lot of them auto plunge and drain so that I get as many of the, I can get as many of the, uh, the, the targets hit for my, my shot multiplier, make sure my shot multiplier is somewhere in the middle on the middle ramp or the orbits next to it. Um, I have a hard time remembering what modes are what shots, so I just like to leave those three there if, if I've got three, uh, which is why I used to really like the R2-D2 uh, route because his his shot multipliers, there was more of them. Um, but to be able to get into a, a, main, a main feature of the game faster, so all I have to do with Han is hit the left ramp three times with the backhand and then shoot it into... Uh, the video mode or, or actually any shot and then just start the video mode. Once I come out of video mode, I'll have, I'll have one shot to start that wizard mode for that planet. And I wish I remember the names of the planets. I'm not a big Star Wars fan. Uh, 
I think it's okay. I, I just don't put it up on a pedestal like a lot of people do. So, um, I know Travis, Travis Mary, I know what you're talking about now because my mouth is really, really dry. So I'm going to drink water. I don't have green tea. Mm, there we go. So other games that they have there. Um, so no quarter has 12 machines. Oh yeah. Dracula. Bram Stoker's Dracula. I think that's the only one that I haven't talked about. Yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's the last game I'm, I'm going to talk about here. Um, for this game, um, I really like to, really like to get my three left ramps out of the way as fast as I can. Start my bats. Um, I don't, I don't mind catching the ball out of that right scoop and then trying to backflip it back into the scoop and try to get rats going. Um, some of the biggest games I've ever had, I've had both rats and bats bonuses carry over every ball. That might not be, that might not be something that I can expect myself to do, but on ball one, that's what I'm going for. Um, after, after ball one, I think, I think my goal after ball one would, would probably be to start trying to get my coffin multi-ball progressed. So if I, my ball's on the left flipper, I'm going for that. If my ball's on the right flipper, I'm just trying to repeat the ramp. Um, I might go for the mystery hole if it's lit. Um, because there, there are some pretty big points that you can luck into. Um, I think there's 20 million points you can sometimes get. Uh, which I think, I think the machine should be set to some type of, uh, competitive mode. If, if there is such a thing, uh, I don't know all, all of the, the settings that these games have, but I would, I would appreciate not having my opponent get 20 million and then I get, you know, 500,000 or whatever might happen. But that's, that's part of the game. It's fair for everybody because it, it, it can be good or bad to anyone. So. Um, but once, once I do start a multi-ball, I'm, I'm focused in on bringing a second multi-ball in. Um, again, I got to remind myself to pay attention to my opponent's scores because my opponent's scores are, are going to have to dictate a little bit of what I'm doing because I, I don't always need to play the risky play. Um, if, if I can, if I can get into a multi, if I get into castle multi-ball and I can just start looping ramp and then scoop ramp scoop. Uh, I'm not getting anywhere. I don't think closer to mist. I guess, I guess I will be because I think mist lights by so many ramps and then, then starts at the scoop. But if I want to get into coffin multi-ball, I've, I've got to be shooting that, that right, that right ramp, um, that lifts up and then you lock three balls in there. Um, I, I don't know if I've ever really gone for the stand-up targets in the other multi-balls to bring castle multi-ball in. Um, I think I will try that if I have two balls locked and I started like coughing or missed. Um, if I've got maybe, maybe five seconds of ball save time, I go for the stand up targets. They're just so dangerous just to, just to lock, um, a ball. Um, I'm, I'm, I am not a championship caliber player. I mean, I'm a, I'm a player that has won four times. And so, uh, four wins out of 60 or 70 tournaments played. Um, in, in a new market where pinball has not been a pinball has not been a competitive hobby for very long, maybe five years, but even four years ago, there was only 10 to 12 people showing up at tournaments. And so back then I didn't, I didn't win any tournaments when I was getting started. I felt like, I felt like the, I was always getting closer, but everybody else was getting better at the same rate. And, uh, and so anyways, I'm Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, rats and bats, 
uh, try to bring in two multi balls. Don't ignore the mystery hole. Um, oh, you can double you can double flip when the ball goes in the asylum, and that'll get you an extra five million. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and that's that. Um, I don't know that I'm going to have many beers tonight. I'm, I'm trying to put myself in a good a good competitive spirit uh, mindset where I can I can compete at a high level for myself because I know that my competition is going to be fierce tonight. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be really hard to put up a, a top four finish. Uh, but that's my goal. Top four is my goal. I think I think that that's a really lofty expectation for myself right now. Um, I'm not going to be disappointed if I don't finish top four. Uh, and, and I got to keep I got to keep my mind fresh. I, I can't I can't get all worked up. Uh, oh, now I've got a striker. Oh, now I've got two strikes and, and take my head out of the game and play nervous. Um, play loose. A lot of these a lot of these really elite players they don't they don't seem to really be. They don't, they don't seem to be jarred very easily. Some of the best players I've ever seen always seem calm and collected. Um, there, there are some people that do play better with high energy. Um, I, I feel like I'm better when I'm really focused. When, I, when I've got a game that I'm playing casually, um, my, my body language shows that. And I do get a little, I get a little excited sometimes when I've got something coming up that that I've, I've been working toward that I haven't done yet. Uh, but if I, if it's something I've done before, if I'm playing, if I'm playing a machine without being in a tournament, if it's something I've done before, I don't really get nervous. Um, I get excited. So maybe, maybe if I just try to be excitable and not, and not get all anxious, I think that would help a lot too. So anyways, this was, uh, this was on the road to the tournament, went through the games and, uh, if uh, if I if I have enough things to say on my way home from the tournament, I will I will revisit this either on the back half of this episode or I will or I'll do it another time uh, on another episode. So, anyways, thank you for listening to me, and uh, I'll see if if I get any responses for this, and if, if it's something people enjoy, great. Uh, I do plan on doing a tournament uh, strategy thing with uh, with Brad Hopkins where we, we do a little bit deeper dives on games. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, anyways, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you later. All right, well, I'm back in my car. Um, tournament wrapped uh, about 10 minutes ago. Uh, I ended up taking second. Really, really proud of the second-place finish. Um, I did not expect to make it as far as I did. Uh, some of the things that really, really helped me was – Starting off the night, going to each machine and really making sure I knew where some of these shots were. Uh, I, I needed a lot of practice on Stranger Things to, to actually play it well enough in the tournament. Uh, I was able to get about an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half of practice um, with a couple friends beforehand. I got to try some things. Uh, I, I really discovered that alien poker, um, using that stage flip is huge. Um, you can... You can stage flip the right flipper by just pushing the button in halfway. And what that gives you the ability to do is if you can trap it on the lower flipper and let it come and settle to the tip of the upper flipper, you can then push the button in further and it'll just kind of flick the ball over to the left flipper perfectly under control and set you up for a shot to get you up top where you can then uh, finish your lanes, quickly get up to your 4x, and uh, collect the 400,000 point uh, completion of the Royal Flush. Um, 
if it's a Royal Flush, I'm not sure if that is, but um, I was able to do that both times tonight playing it uh, on ball two to where on ball three, all I had to do was power plunge the one. Um, that's uh, when you pull the you pull the shooter rod all the way back and you use your thumb of your opposite, your left hand, to really push the shooter rod faster into the ball, uh, launching it through the left orbit with the lit spinner. And I easily got the, the 6,000 or whatever I needed to uh, to walk away with a win. Um, so that was huge. That was a really big discovery for me. It was something I wanted to try. I mentioned it earlier, uh, the flick, the, the Joker poker stage flip, flick. We'll do that. We'll call it that. Um, another another interesting thing that, that I've done now twice is on Metallica. Um, I've been able to get my Sparky lit for ball three. Uh, this particular Metallica, uh, maybe not set up as hard for the, the, the world-class players, but for, for us in Nashville, um, if, if, if you didn't play a multi-ball, you lost. If you played a multi-ball, you probably won. Uh, but, uh, it wasn't a guarantee as you get further into the, into the tournaments on, on strikes tournaments, everybody that's still in it is really good. So, uh, my ball three, I knew that I had it lit. I was the last player. So I short plunged. This is a pro. I short plunged and got it to the left flipper or to the right flipper, dead bounced over to the left to a cradle without ever validating my play field. Never started the ball save. I had a free shot at Sparky from the left flipper, which for most of us should be a 99% guarantee shot. And for that one, 1% chance you miss it, uh, hopefully you've got ball save enough to, to get a second shot at it. And then, and then you focus on your picks. Uh, you get your add a ball. Uh, then you hone in on your on your sparky to get your your jackpots. Um, now, this this game this game wasn't playing easy enough to really have to focus on the captive ball and the hurry ups. Uh, but if I saw if I saw the captive ball flashing, I went for it. I didn't make an effort to to try to single ball play, get all my inserts lined up on anything. It was it was grip it and rip it. Uh, white knuckle to sparky multi-ball. And I don't even think I saw anybody play a grave marker multi-ball the whole time. I think everybody kind of had the same plan. That's all you could really do. Uh, the losses that I had tonight, one was on Guardians of the Galaxy, in which uh, I had a really tough decision to make on ball three. I had really, really poor first two balls. I was sitting at like six million on ball three at the start with just one lock. And so I had to lock two balls. Um, my, my mode ran out. Um, I didn't have the courage to shoot for the scoop. I knew that I knew that I'd have a chance to get into multi ball, and I've, I've put over 100 million up on just multi ball by itself, by by locking balls in Groot, getting your 2x, 3x play field. Hopefully, you get a shot multiplier. You can put it on Groot. You get get a super jackpot. It's not that hard to get 100 million. It's not it's not easy, but it's not uncommon. And so my goal was just get into Groot multi ball and 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 try my best. But uh, panic got the best of me during that multi-ball, and um, I think I double-drained at the end. Uh, it was it was both of them were savable. It was just a horrible flipper fumble. But uh, I ended up with uh, 54 million, and uh, my buddy Tyler stepped up uh, from 13 and made it to 56 with uh, I think a 13 million point bonus. So he passed me by two million. On a, on, a, on a less than par guardians that I didn't deserve to get a pass. So I got a strike on that. Um, I got another strike over on turtles, uh, the new stern turtles, the pro model 
where uh, during multi-ball, I, I started thinking too much that I wasn't looking up. I wasn't paying attention to what shots. I was just kind of flailing. I'm not, I'm not comfortable enough with that game yet to really know where the shots were. So I just kind of go into survival mode and, uh, and I wound up, uh, losing by, by three to four hundred thousand points, uh, where if I would have just made the weapon shot after multi-ball, I probably would have passed Phil, but, uh, he got me on that one. And then I, I returned the favor on him on Metallica, the next one. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other lessons that I learned in the game. Um, Stranger Things, uh, this, this Stranger Things plays really hard for me also. Uh, either that or I'm just not as good as I think I am. But um, I really struggled early on practicing that game, and I realized that I just have to go straight for telekinesis um, and hope, hope that I can play uh, two telekinesis multiballs um, hopefully bring a mode in with it. You know, the first one, if you, if you make sure that you have your locks lit before you shoot the left ramp, uh, you'll, you'll bring in a telekinesis multiball with that left ramp mode. So that was huge. Um, I made sure, I made sure to spell my, my lanes at the bottom, light my mystery, get my add a ball at the, at the mystery shot, just right of the left ramp. Um, got my, my jackpots, uh, locked a ball on the left ramp and had this sweet little left, uh, flipper backflip. Uh, that just dribbled into the scoop for a, a 2x uh, super jackpot. And um, I had two games over 100 million, which in a tournament, um, when you can't play extra balls, when, when, when it's on the line, you don't have the freedom to go after certain things. Like uh, I, I didn't have the courage to go after uh, the upside down mode because it, the lights just flash. You can't really track the ball until it's right on the flippers. It's a really cool mode, but in a tournament, it's, I don't know, like you can, you can get, you can definitely come out of there with, with 20 to 25 million. Um, if, if you're, if you're ready to fire at them and you get a couple on the first shot, you can easily get 14 million, uh, for hitting two drop targets right off the bat, but it's just too dangerous. Um, you're better off, you're better off dialing in those ramps, comboing the ramps or hitting the orbits and trying to get another mode going. Um, just everything backhand. I couldn't backhand the right ramp, but the left ramp was backhandable, easy all day. Uh, the ball's not going very fast off the left flipper when you're hitting toward the left ramp, so it's much safer. Um, not saying anything too surprising, but you just have to really trust in the process that that even though the ball's on the right flipper, like you should not be shooting at that left ramp um, unless you really have it dialed in, because the the rejection from those those lock standups is just too deadly. You don't have the time. To react, um, and and yeah, I, I didn't I didn't see many people getting to the second demogorgon mode. So it, it is nice to save the uh, the action button. This is this is the thing I didn't talk about in the first half that I meant to, but I remembered it after I was re-listening to it. The the action button you get one action button push per game that will defeat a demogorgon with the push of one button and. Uh, and uh, I, I like I wanted to I wanted to hold off on it until my second demigorgon mode so that I could lock in a high jackpot value. Uh, so what happens is the first demigorgon mode, you know, you got to spell two words or something, hit it up the middle, and then and then the demigorgon pops out. If you can hit it, if you can hit it in the in the hole on the first shot or any shot, he's dead. Otherwise, the demigorgon's a bash toy and it takes five shots to kill him. And it's only five million points, I think. It's not, it's not a lot of value. Um, and it's really dangerous. So 
if, if you want to just go ahead and cash out and use that action button to collect a quick five million and then not worry about it, you can do that. I recommend if you're on ball one, and this is, this is going to be my, my strategy moving forward. If I find myself with that mode, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to defeat him. I'm going to, I'm going to try to graze off the right side of him. So it falls back behind the ramp and I have, have a nice clean feed coming out from that, that right orb, inner orbit shot. It, you, it doesn't seem to be too dangerous. And so, um, generally you can dead bounce over or even if you have to do a little slap save, it's moving slow enough. You can usually get a good, a good read on it. Uh, I don't think I drain any balls that way. Uh, you do drain if you go for the shot in the middle and, and you just rim out and it comes back down the ramp. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty tough. Uh, but so what happens is for the second demigorgon mode, and this is, this is a tournament strategy that I think is really helpful. And I, I want to thank, uh, I want to thank, uh, 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 Chuck Wirt, um, watching his videos showed me this, that when you start the second demigorgon mode, you, you get one shot, maybe two at the demigorgon, uh, on a two ball multi ball to try, to try to kill him in a shot right up the middle. And if you can, if you can shoot it into the mouth of the demigorgon, you will lock in that, that hurry up value for your jackpots. But here's the thing. You've then got to hit the demigorgon a bunch more times to light your jackpots. So you do have a ball safe running. If, if you use the action button to defeat that demigorgon, I believe it, it does not lock it in at full value. I thought he said it locked it in at two and a half. I think it locked me in lower than that, like something like one point something. But, uh, in a game, in a game where you're playing, for between 20 to 50 million points. Um, I think if you get to that part of the game and you just hit that action button, you've got yourself set up pretty good to, to collect about 10 million points in jackpots. And, you know, maybe, maybe you brought a mode in with it too. And, and, um, so that's my stranger things advice. Otherwise just, just keep on going after that lock on the left ramp. Yeah. You play, play yourself two telekinesis multi-balls that that should be your goal. Um, other things that I learned tonight, Joker Poker, man, that game is, it's so brutal and it's so fun. Um, it, it is so hard to get the Queens on the one I was playing. I, I kind of feel like I wasted my time and I, I wasted a whole ball going for Queens. I should have been going for Aces instead of Queens. Um, it's possible you might get Queens from just reacting, um, going for them directly on this copy. Uh, the flippers weren't strong enough to shoot up the middle with enough power. So you have to have it in a trap and the flippers are so flat. You can't really trap the ball up and get the ball moving slow enough. So you, you, you have to figure out a way to, to get the ball to backflip with some movement. Like the ball's approaching the flipper from an angle that you can just kind of launch it backwards. And then that might actually get you from the right flipper to, to knock the Queens down. It just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem plausible. Uh, just go for the aces, get that skill shot dialed. And that was huge. I found. I found where the skill shot was on the game before I started. That really helped a ton too. Um, for me, it was just pull, pull the plunger back exactly halfway and, and then, then use my nudging skills in the top. The, the tilt was pretty liberal. So I, I didn't have a whole lot of fear tilting the machine, trying to nudge to the skill shot. I think I got three out of five on that championship game of Joker Poker. Um, it was pretty tough playing Dracula. Uh, that Dracula, the left ramp is really hard to hit. It used to be that I could loop it usually two or three times. Um, I couldn't, I could not get it going. Uh, before I knew it, it was ball three and I had to live and die with, with missed multi ball, which luckily I got it. 
and I was able to cash out three 10 million jackpots before my game was over. And uh, player four just kind of uh, fizzled out, and I was able to, to sneak through with a, a second-place win on that. Um, any other lessons learned? It's, it's, I tell you, when there's not IFPA points on the line, I, I tend to play a lot more relaxed. Now, I hope I can take this, this, uh, experience with me to the next tournament when IFPA tournament points come back and, and, and not have the nerves that I used to have. Uh, this, this was a trend in the right direction. I somehow have to Jedi mind trick myself into thinking that it's the same situation when points are on the line because, um, I've, I, I usually get to about 25 to 30 tournaments a year and some of the local players are up, up over a hundred. Um, so you're playing, you're playing two or three nights a week for an entire calendar year. And even though you're only using two, I'm sorry, only, only able to use 20 of your best points. Um, the, the, the scatter plot of, of opportunities gives you a much higher uh, opportunity chance to get a couple second and third place finishes where like tonight we had, I think 24 or 27 players. Um, this, this would have been a nice tournament to get a second place. I think if I could estimate it, it, it probably first place would have probably taken home about, about 13 or 14 IFPA points. And I would have ended up with like seven and seven is a really, really solid number for me. Um, that would probably be a top 10 finish for the year, uh, on my card. And I, I'm, I'm right in the, the 1200 rank in the nation. Um, but yeah, that would have been a really fun tournament to be able to get IFPA points from that. Uh, I hope that they come back soon. Uh, I don't think I have any other thing, anything else to say other than thank you to Seth, Seth Steele for, um, opening no quarterback up, putting a ton of work into the, to the maintenance of these machines. Thank you so much. It, it, it means the world to me to be back up playing pinball with my friends again. And uh, thank you, Cassie, for, for, for being there and supporting him and letting letting him devote so much of his time there. Cassie, you, you played in this tournament tonight for a long time, too. Uh, good job, Anya. Um, and, man, it's just so much fun to see my friends again and, and to talk and catch up and see where everybody's at with their families. And, and, and you know, some, some people are pregnant or, or had kids or have more machines now or they're moving or – my buddy Phil is 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 uh is running in a hundred mile race near Talladega um in the near future. I think that's insane. He's got to finish the race in thirty hours. That that sounds awful. But yeah, it's, it was great to catch up with Chris tonight and Tyler and and Jason, the previous state champ, uh, to third tonight. It's fun to play with him. Um, it it's fun to share the information. Uh, the guy that won, Matt, he beat me on Joker Poker and, and we were talking. He didn't understand how the pizza toppings, um, worked on the, on the modes or in the, in the, in the multi-ball. And it was, it was fun to share with him the knowledge of, of what I knew, even though he beat me tonight. Um, I want us all to get better. And I think that that's the best way to get better is to share, to share the knowledge, um, with anybody that's interested to hear it. And I hope that people do the same when they, when they learn something and they, they can show me a thing or two. I don't, I don't get to play as often, so I do a lot of research, and I, I like to try to do well when I show up. But a lot of that is is rules knowledge and, and being being educated. So um, thank you guys uh, for listening to this. If I if I publish it, we'll see how it goes, and uh, we will talk to you maybe at another tournament.
And if you have any questions, find me on Facebook. My name is Glenn Wechter, W-A-E-C-H-T-E-R. Um, I'm in the Poor Man's Pinball Tribe. I do all sorts of weird, funky comedy bits and parody songs. And I, I like to really have fun playing pinball. I love tournaments. I, I think I think that they can bring out the best in people and the worst. But ultimately, you know, we're a community of people that love to spend time with each other and hang out. And and even if even if you don't have a good tournament, um, I hope that people think to themselves, well, at least I'm out doing something I love, and that's better than than not doing something I love. You know, and you're around people that you can forge friendships with. And uh, I think that's the most important thing. Anyways, thanks again, and I'll talk to you next time.